Eureka by John Thomas, Volume 1 Chapter 2, Section 1, Part 4 He that hath an ear, let him hear. He that hath an ear, let him hearken to what the Spirit saith to the Ecclesias. These words occur in each of the letters to the seven Ecclesias. They are addressed to every one that hath an ear for the truth, to every one of the servants of the deity, for whose instruction the Apocalypse was communicated. By hearing, or attending to what is spoken, as exhorted imperatively to do, they would be preserved from grievous wolves, seducing spirits, demons, and deceivers, with whom religious society abounded, as at this day, and their minds would be kept in lively expectation of the promises. Thus they would be blessed, and prepared to receive the blessings of the covenants. These words, seven times repeated, give us to understand that what is said in each particular letter is not confined to the particular ecclesia addressed, but to all the ecclesias whose spiritual condition at a certain stage of apostasy was represented by that particular one. The promises made in all of them are promises to all true believers of all ages and generations who are members of the one mystical Christ, styled by Paul the one body. The words are not, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the star angel of the Ephesian ecclesia. He might say that the promise is beginning to him that overcomes, imported, to him of the particular star angel addressed that overcomes, I will give. But this restriction is excluded by the phrase, what the Spirit saith to the ecclesias, showing that it is spoken to the saints in general. Lastly, the text informs us that what is spoken is uttered by the Spirit, and that the speaker is he that holds the seven stars in his right hand. Now this holder of the seven stars is the same whose similitude describes in the first chapter, where he styles it like a son of man. The eternal spirit, or theos, incipiently manifested in Jesus by the effluent Logos, and hereafter to be manifested in that almighty multitude typified by the Son of Man, Seth, through the anointed Jesus, thus and so. In all these letters, then, we hear what the Spirit saith who gave the Apocalypse to the anointed Jesus to exhibit to his servants things which must come to pass speedily. To him that overcomes. To him that overcomes, saith the Spirit, to him will I give to eat from the wood of the life which is in the midst of the paradise of the deity, Whosoever, says John, is begotten of the deity, 
overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of the Deity? 1 John 5 verse 4 No other class of persons can gain this victory but such. Nevertheless, there were many who professed to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, who did not overcome the beguiling influence of the world, which is not of the Father, but made up of the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. 1 John 2 verse 16 The Nicolaitans professed to believe that Jesus is the Son of God in a sense of their own, but their faith did not incite them to a contest with the world, nor strengthen them in conflict for its subjugation. Many, however, did overcome the world. The apostles overcame it, and all who adhered to their teaching. Their conquest was evinced by their denying themselves of all ungodliness and worldly lusts, and living soberly, righteously, and godly, ento nun ioni, in the present course of things, looking for that blessed hope upon the appearance of the glory of our great deity and saviour, Jesus anointed who gave himself for us, that he might ransom us from all lawlessness, and purify for himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Titus 2 verse 12 They sat their mind upon the things which are higher than the things on earth, and no efforts the world could bring to bear against them could turn them aside from the hope of the calling they knew in whom they believed, and that their life was hid with the anointed in the deity, and that when the anointed one, their life should be manifested, then they also would appear with him in glory. Corinthians 3 verses 2 to 4. How unlike modern professors of faith in the divine sonship of Jesus were these Instead of such modern professors overcoming the world by faith, the world has overcome them in subjecting them to its lusts. What are called the churches are made up of devotees to the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of the eyes, and the pride of life, from the martext in the pulpit to the sexton at the door. The church has become world and between the two, consequently, there is peace and amity. Love not the world, neither the things in the world, says John. For if any one love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. First John 2 verse 15 For the friendship of the world is enmity against the deity. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world, is the enemy of God. 
James 4 verse 4. From these premises, it is clear that the clergy and their churches, of all their names and denominations, are the enemies of God. They neither believe his promises nor obey his will. They are all miserable sinners, self-confessed. And while they glory in the honour mutually bestowed, they are regardless of the honour that comes from God only. Therefore they do not and cannot believe. John 5 verse 44 Hence none of the promises of the Apocalypse are for them. Their portion is in the terrible threatenings of the book, whose judgments are for the destruction of the kingdom of the clergy and the emancipation of Christendom from their superstitions and misrule.